Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Here are some fun fantasy stats for 2022. Really, they're 2021 and earlier stats, but they're going to help us in 2022. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today in 5. I'm Adam Azer. I'm joined by Heath Cummings. I talk a lot about the mid-round wide receivers. I don't know how you want to characterize mid-round, but I'm looking at, uh, let's say, rounds 4 through 6. That's early to mid-round wide receivers. It's a great group. I want to give you the stat. There have been, or there has been, at least one top five PPR wide receiver drafted between 39 and 51 in ADP in seven of the last 10 seasons. 70% of the time, we've gotten at least one top five, usually one, top five PPR wide receiver drafted between 39 and 51. Anything? Yeah, I think you look at that wide receiver range. We just talked about it. Um on our players that are hard to project series, but uh, Juju, Michael Thomas, those guys could go in that range and have shown us that type of upside in the past. I, w- I think it's possible that Marquise Brown could go to Arizona and just seize the number one job there and maybe have that type of season. Or maybe it's Darnell Mooney. Uh, my dark horse for that group would be Mike Williams. If he just truly becomes the number one for the Chargers, he could absolutely make that leap and be a top five wide receiver. ADP is going to change. I'm not quite sure how far back this data goes, but right now on Fantasy Pros, those wide receivers are Jalen Waddell, DK, Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, and that is it. So Michael Pittman would be my choice. Okay. It's, that's, that's way too late for him. Here's a tight end stat. Over the past four seasons, there have been, you do some simple math, 20 tight ends who have finished top five. Some of them are repeat names, but there have been 20 top five tight ends over the last four seasons. Ten of them, half of them, were drafted in round 12 or later. That's a lot of them. <laughs> um, but I think there's like the two, three, maybe most obvious for me. I don't know if they're all for sure round 12 or not. They're in that range. But Irv Smith, Cole Komet, and Gerald Everett would be my three uh, three choices from outside of the first 12 rounds. Komet gets really close to round 12, so maybe he won't have that opportunity, but he is definitely the one who you could see being second on his team in targets. In fact, you should probably project him as second on his team in targets right now. Yeah, and that's a big one too. Almost every top five tight end finishes first or second on his team in targets. Uh, I want to look at the Cleveland Browns without Baker Mayfield last year, who wasn't very good last year as he played hurt basically the entire season, but... Were they able to run the ball when they had pretty terrible quarterback play? Well, first of all, their quarterbacks in the three games that Mayfield didn't play did not throw for 200 yards in any game. 199, 147, and 176 yards. So, yeah, they were pretty bad. Uh, How about Dearness Johnson in one game? He had 22 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown, plus two catches for 22 yards. Nick Chubb in another game without Kareem Hunt. 23 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown, one catch. And then in Week 18... This one is probably the least relevant because Cincinnati was playing its backups, but Dearness Johnson had 25 carries for 123 yards and a touchdown and one catch for 10 yards. The Cleveland running backs ran for 28, 24, and 35 carries, or they, they had 28, 24, and 35 carries in those three games. You had very good production there. 
Uh, my question is, do you think, if Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback for the entire season, they're probably going to have bad quarterback play, do you think that will pull down the run game? Do you think that will help the run game as they become more reliant on it? How do you think it factors in? I think it means more volume, less efficiency, and fewer touchdowns, be my guess. Um, the The question is, can Jacoby Brissett make this offense not like just absolutely awful? Because there is a risk if the quarterback play is so bad that they just don't ever get into the red zone, they don't score enough touchdowns, and defenses are so keyed on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt that they can't post the same type of wild efficiency we've come to expect from them. But I, I still would expect, like, there was, I had serious questions for Chubb and Hunt with Deshaun Watson as the starting quarterback. Would they continue to run the ball at the rate they had? Those questions would no longer exist. The new question would be can they move the ball enough to get these guys red zone opportunities? Right. All right. Those are some of the stats that we might be talking about on the full length show on Wednesday. Thanks to Heath. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. I'm Adam. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today and Bye.